Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Drop-In Morning Show. It is Friday morning, and we are so excited that you are here tuning in as you stream live over on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Brad Hughes is here, so you know it's going to be a good show. We got good news for you, holidays, wrapping up our theme, previewing next week, and so much more. So please do us all a favor. It's time to go fill up your coffee, and we'll be right back. everyone. Happy Friday, April 8th. Welcome to the Daily Drop-In Show. We're so thrilled you're here. Brad Hughes, how are you doing this morning? Ray Hewart, I'm doing better and better. I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to digging into another fun Daily Drop-In with you, friend. And this is truly one highlight of my week. How are you and, and how has your week been? I love a good Friday Daily Drop-In with you, Brad. But I will say when we logged on this morning before we went live, you told me you were okay with an exclamation point, which I think is the most perfect description of how you're supposed to be at 7 a.m. Eastern. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Yeah, always room to grow into the day, Ray. And uh, it's an early start for both of us, but a welcome start, I'm going to say. Uh, and knowing that we're connecting with Teach Better family and friends at a distance, like Brian. Good morning, Brian, and happy Friday. So this is, you know, a, an okay start means there's room to grow and room room to get our engines revved up and get our energy higher. And, and you are the perfect person to do that with. I so appreciate that, Brad. I will tell everyone right now, because we have a number of people popping in this morning, getting ready for the show and tuning in. I love seeing those numbers go up. Brad, we have some hard hitting discussions that we need to have this morning with our Teach Better family. So I need everyone to really ensure that they are sharing this link, encouraging others to pop in and you know making sure that all of our friends are here because we have, we have a big debate going on. Uh, this may be uh, the day where life-changing and career-changing news and information is shared. This is a not-to-be-missed episode here on the Friday Daily Drop-In. Hard-hitting news, uh, incredible uh, talk, and uh, really, uh, you could leave changed forever. Forever, yes. And I so appreciate that you understand the magnitude of what needs to be discussed today. Also, just as a spoiler alert, there's only three holidays on the calendar for today. And so we're going to change that by creating another holiday. We have a lot going on today. Yeah, I think it's time for us to create the holidays that we need. Uh, and so in the absence of anything specific on the calendar, we can create opportunities for ourselves to be happier, be more engaged, be more energetic, or just find the fun, find the shenanigans. It could be International Find the Shenanigans Day in honor of Ray Hewitt and Teach Better. Ooh, I do love that. Or to spread awareness. That's the other time that we need a holiday to make sure that everyone's aware of major, major details. So that we're going to get into here in a second. Brad, I know it was a, a long week for so many educators. I know I was feeling it first week, first full week of April, everyone kind of getting into the nitty gritty. Um, can you share with me one highlight from your week? There are so many. Uh, I joined sure. a new school community, Alpine Public School in Kitchener, Ontario. Uh, incredible staff, wonderful kids. It's a lovely, lovely school. I feel, I feel very privileged to have been uh, shifted over there 
Uh, I had a wonderful uh, goodbye week with my previous school, Forest Hill. Uh, again, lots of love, lots of memories shared. Uh, they had a, a send-off at the end of the school day, Ray, that completely caught me off guard and blew my mind. So I left feeling so appreciated and loved, uh, which was exactly the legacy that I wanted to leave at any elementary school where saying I love you and leading with love is part of our vocabulary, part of our daily approach. And so that's the same approach that uh, I, I see a strong foundation for at my uh, present school. And again, incredibly talented and dedicated staff really digging in during difficult times. Uh, we're working through uh, widespread community illness right now in our district. We have a number of staff members who are off extended uh, due to quarantine protocols. And unfortunately, our replacement staff are also sick on, and unable to work. So you can imagine the community stresses going on in any school where this is the case. And I'm just so grateful for our staff for continuing to rally as they can. And I think part of it is just sharing and understanding and an acknowledgement that this is tough. I've got a sign in my office, Ray, that says, we can do hard things. And I believe that's true. However, do we have to do so many hard things at the, at, at the same time? Can, can we just focus on one hard thing at a time? Uh, so anyway, I, I'm grateful to be where I am. And uh, I feel uh, that this is a school community where I can make a difference uh, and I can learn along with the community and, and improve my capacity, improve my practice too. Brad, I think it's impossible for so many educators to think about changing schools at the beginning of April. After a legacy of time, I can only assume this is one of your new staff members. Is that true? On the, yeah, the I want to welcome Keith Little to the broadcast, and, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about Keith. I'm getting to know Keith, but what I do yeah, know yeah. is Keith is... Keith and I are here for the shenanigans, and we've been able to engage in some shenanigans and, and some connective time with our students. And so Keith is absolutely among my favorite new staff members, and, and maybe just nudged up a little bit since he's tuning into the daily drop-in. Uh, Brian Callahan, wonderful. Rachel, good morning. Oh, my goodness. My Alpine staff is coming out. This is wonderful. Wonderful to have I love Rachel with us in the morning. They came for the hard-hitting discussion that we're having, and so this is big. I will just go on record, Brad, because I know you need to, you know, really get to know everybody in your new building. You're celebrating mm -hmm. all these new relationships. Keith, I'll just confirm, you're my favorite staff member. Done. Yeah. Done. Decision made. Ray, no. you can just put that out there. I have to be a little more circumspect uh, because I want to make sure that every member of our staff knows that they're cared for, seen, and supported. So, you know, that, that was pretty I like how Keith put that challenge out to me, though. But you were absolutely my favorite first staff member to chime in on the daily drop-in, Keith. <laughs> I love this. So fun. Okay, so Brad, starting new school this week. No big deal. You know, taking taking advantage of all the opportunities for shenanigans and building yeah, new relationships. Mm -hmm. I love this. Good, good, good. Um, I, I think that's a wonderful thing to celebrate for today. I, I love that. Ray, what's, what's making you happy and what's making you uh, grateful and excited this week? You know what? Um, I'd love to see in the comments what your thoughts are. But this week I went to my favorite restaurant in the world. Like I, I talk about this restaurant all the time. It is in the city of Chicago, but truly it could be anywhere and it still would be my favorite restaurant in the world. So last evening I was able to have a wonderful dinner with my parents, which was so nice at, at this great restaurant in Chicago. It's called Piccolo Sonio. I love it. Highly recommend it. Um, so that was definitely the highlight. But I will say, Brad, it's kind of cheating because I think anytime you're able to experience your favorite blank, then that, of course, becomes your 
you know, high moment from the week. So I hope that all of you have have incorporated a moment of a favorite into your into your week. And then that can be the highlight. We'd love to hear and learn about your favorites. If you're tuning in live with us, uh, feel free to put your favorite moment for the week. What made you happy or maybe something you're looking forward to seeing and sharing and experiencing today. And Ray, isn't there something truly fulfilling and connecting about good food, especially when you're coming together at a table uh, with loved ones or good friends? Yes, my parents are are wonderful to spend time with. I know I've talked about them on the show before. They are just yeah. such a such a hoot. There is no one more enjoyable than than those crazy those crazy couples, that crazy couple. And um, they like played hooky from work and oh. like went into this date night in the city, and then were lovely enough to invite me to dinner to to end their evening, and it was great. So I love great food. Always wonderful to have good company. So important. Are you are you partial to Italian, or are there other cuisines that are really getting you excited? You know, every cuisine is wonderful. I actually had Thai food this week, and I forget how much I love Thai food. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I love all food. I think food is such an experience. Um, it's such an activity in my world. But I will say there is um, a Piccolo Sonio. I order Ray's pasta, literally, because we have been friends with the owner for years. I love the staff there. And there's just nothing that tops Ray's pasta. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Lorianne is letting us know that there's some family illness and we're sorry for that. And that can be so energy intensive, Lori, whether you're you're sick or you're caring for a loved one. And and I know that our staff members are experiencing a lot of stress, too, not only due to unfilled absences, but but due to the stress of people who are directed, required to stay home if they're ill. There's there's all kinds of stress and worry. I get it associated with being at home. You worry about your colleagues, you worry about your kids. Some even worry about letting others down. And I want to reassure everybody, every staff member everywhere that's hearing this, if you're sick, stay home. Look after yeah, yourself. Look after your loved ones. And and sc your, your school team will rally. Your school team will understand because that's exactly what we would ask of you if we had to stay home. So look after yourselves. There, there's no one more precious than you and your loved ones. I, I believe that 100%. Such a good reminder, Brad. We all need those reminders because we've been saying it for for months and months and months and months. But gosh, isn't it good to get those reminders? Be healthy. It's okay to stay home. Take care of the ones we love. Uh, there was a number of different messages this week that we, we received even from our internal Teach Better team that people had to make choices to choose family above work. And yeah. we are choosing to celebrate it. That is absolutely what needs to be happening. So I think it's... I think it's essential for school leaders who might think to themselves, well, it goes without saying, but we have to say it. Uh, from colleague to colleague, it, it goes without saying, but we, we have to express empathy and understanding because it could be us in that situation too. And and we, we can hold that frustration uh, or that worry or stress of, of, of not being at work at the same time as we can hold care for ourselves and our family. We, we, we can hold both at the same time, but but we need school leaders to really be clear and explicit that, Staff need to look after themselves and the families, not just that they have permission to do so, but it's understood uh, and that school teams will rally to make sure that everyone is OK. So, Brad, I know we had some hard hitting discussion that we needed to have this morning. Holy cow, did the community show up? The comments are booming. I love that all of you are choosing to be so active in our discussion this morning. Me too. It, does make, it does make the live show a little bit more fun for you and me personally when there's like all of our friends in the comments. It's really enjoyable. It sure does. And uh, it's 
it's it's everyone that's watching and listening that really energizes us. You guys are our batteries. And so uh, Ray and I will show up no matter what, because we, we, I, we love each other's company uh, and we're here for all the shenanigans. But boy, interacting with an audience, there's nothing like it. It really puts the live in live. It puts the live in live. I love that. Brad Hughes, I know hard-hitting discussion today. We really need our, our educators to show up in the comments. They're already modeling good behavior. Here's mm -hmm. the question. We have to talk about alarm clocks. It, it has to happen. I need support. Brad Hughes, what are your opinion? What's your opinion of alarm clock? What's an opinion uh, use, of alarm uh, clock? Yeah, useful tool. Uh, in, I mean, essential tool uh, to make sure we're up and, and at them. Uh, I tend to be a bit of a snoozer, Ray. Sometimes I can sleep through an alarm or if it's just a radio waking, I can just kind of just doze back off. But you better mm -hmm. believe that my alarm goes off uh, to 525 Eastern every Friday morning to make sure I'm up and ready for sneaking in at just, just under the wire just before daily drop in. But uh, how have alarm clocks been either important or frustrating for you recently? Alarm clocks are killing me this week, Brad. I need help because there has been two instances this week that have happened that are, are messing up my whole schedule. One of which is that I am also a snoozer and I need to know how long you're allowed to snooze because my issue is that I don't think I can get into the habit of snoozing ever again after this week mm -hmm. because I messed up my timing on waking up yesterday and now i am like panicked when i wake up that i won't know what time it is so yesterday my alarm went off and i got ready for the show and typical morning made coffee you know turned on all the lights to go live and i couldn't figure out what was wrong our guest didn't show up brad can you believe that a guest not showing up for daily drop-in and when i was uh messaging you you know, mm -hmm. for, you know, very, very stressed. Brad, oh no, we don't have a guest. What in the world? What are we going to do? It's time. We got to go live. I realized we were an hour early for the show, which was not great. Well, I, I, th I think that Ray, that just speaks to uh, the fact that we desperately need our own uh, teach better production assistants. You know, people who can, you know, be our guides on the side. I mean, th this, this is the real deal here. This is the big time. This is the morning show, the morning educator wake up show. We we need to wake up, Ray, and we need to hire some teach better production assistants. And so maybe we can put a link in the comments to, uh, I don't know, an application form uh, to make I'm sure that right. Ray and Brad are on air at the right time each and every day. Are they going to come and wake me up with a gentle nudge as well? Because I got up in a panic yesterday thinking that I needed to be awake. And then, you know, spoiler alert, an hour later, the guest showed up. It was a great show yesterday if you missed it. Mm -hmm, yeah. But I, I just don't know. I don't know what to do. And then this morning when the alarm went off, I was adamant. I was like, don't do what you did yesterday. Don't wake up and get ready an hour early. That's a terrible idea. And then I think the entire time I was like, I don't even know when the show starts anymore. I'm just so confused. I don't know when I need to be here. Alarm clocks are confusing. Ray, what do you think of Rachel's uh, suggestion here about an alarm that gradually wakes you up by increasing a natural light? She finds it less jarring, <laughs> fewer alarm, alarm clocks rolled across the room. Love that, Rachel. Fewer casualties, less snarly you. Rachel, in addition to being a fantastic educator, I think maybe there is a uh, a side gig in marketing. I, I think that would be a great tagline for this, for this alarm clock. Fewer casualties, less snarly you. 
Operators are standing by. Please call now. I love that suggestion. I think that's what I need. I need something that wakes me up that I, I don't wake up in a jolt. Like, I think that was a part of the problem. But I, I also want to know about bedtimes. I mean, alarm clocks are important to wake up. But how much sleep do you need to be able to wake up and feel refreshed and fulfilled and ready to start the day? Brad, do you have a, a certain amount of hours that you need to sleep? I mean, for example, the show the show every morning for Daily Drop-In is at 7 a.m. Eastern. So if you need eight hours of sleep and maybe you need 20 minutes to get ready before you jump on camera, I mean, what time are people going to bed these days? I honestly, I'm sometimes asleep on the couch in the early evening. Uh, family will throw on something to watch and I'll be right into it for 10, 15 minutes and then I'll be asleep. And then often mm -hmm. my family will tiptoe, the TV goes off and I'll be on the couch and I'll wake up, you know, 1130, 45 saying, where is everybody? cover myself with a couple of blankets and just go back to sleep. And that, that, so I don't know how much sleep I actually need because sometimes, you know, depending on if I'm napping or sleeping and, and my family says napping is one of my superpowers. Like I, I can just fall asleep at any time, every, anywhere, especially at home. <laughs> a great skill. Sleep is so important. It's a great skill. Mm -hmm. Elijah's I... usually asleep by about 10 o'clock, six hours for him. What is there an ideal window of time, Ray, where, I mean, talk about snarly or, or avoiding getting snarly. Is, is there is there a minimum amount of time that or or do, or do you just are you just fueled by staying on the go? You know what? I have no idea. I think I need to do this study because last night I was up way too late. Like, I don't think I went to bed. And I'm saying this knowing that I usually go to bed at like eight o'clock because I have no life. And like I go to bed and I can you know, lounge and slowly fall asleep and not think twice about it. I went to bed last night, I think at like 1230. Mm. Which means, I mean, hey, here for the show, that is that's only about you know four or five hours. I, I don't right. know. I, I think sleep is so important. I think everybody should get 12 hours of sleep. I think that's my opinion. I want to shout out to Keith's suggestion here. Get up super early on weekends, and then you get to sleep in every other day of the week, which is a really cool that's a really cool twist. You know, I have to say, I do get up early on weekends just because I, I think a few people had mentioned, like, you have an internal alarm clock, mm -hmm. yep. um, which is not fun. You know, you wish you could sleep in, like, you know, very dramatically on the weekends. But I don't think that sleeping in on a weekday is going to work for me if I have to be here with all of you guys every morning. I don't know, Brad. I think the idea is if you set your alarm for 4 a.m., Ray, on the weekends, uh, and then, you know, a 6 a.m. wake up on a weekday feels like sleeping in. So I don't know. That's a, that's a really cool twist on uh, on sort of positive anticipation. I get to sleep in. It's 6 a.m., but I get to sleep in because I get up at 4 a.m. on the weekends. I'm not sure. And uh, one of our viewers, Brian, has roosters and chickens to wake him oh, up, too. So Ray, I, uh, are roosters and chickens allowed in your uh, in your neighborhood or bylaws allow that? You know what? I have no idea, but I'm sure going to look it up today. I would love a rooster and a chicken. I think my dogs would go a little crazy with that, but sign me up. Why not? Who knows? Do your dogs wake you up? Like, do they make noise or or paw or lick you no. awake or bark? I want to confirm. My dogs are the laziest dogs. I have my puppy, which who's not a puppy, but Alfred, who's snoozing right next to me, will yep. not leave the bedroom until you like force him to get out like a like a teenager you're like pulling him out of bed he he sleeps all the time and is annoyed when you wake him up he's like ugh i have to move from the bedroom to the office yeah. such a pain if it was up to him he would stay in bed all day <laughs>
Especially and that's not inspiring it- when, when the puppy doesn't want to get up either. You're like, we should just all sleep. I don't know. It's a, it's a family affair. It really is. You're sleeping. I'm sleeping. Let's just snooze. Yeah. Keep snoozing. Brad, yeah. I know we are, we are so behind in the show. I think that my, our moment of appreciation on Happy Feed this morning is an appreciation for our favorite things and alarm clocks. Just saying. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And uh, appreciation for the opportunity to connect. I mean, r- regardless of whether it's in person or online or on a morning show or in comments, just the great you know, gratitude for connecting. It's the connection that's making me happy today. I love connections. You know, those are my favorite. That's awesome. Hey, we should probably get into our good news for this morning and then, you know, anything else we're supposed to do since we're like 20 minutes behind. Sound good? Sounds good. And after the break, I'll I'll just speak. I'll just use every other word to just to to speed us along. That was really helpful. Good. I think everyone's going to have a really good show. We'll be right back. Good morning, everyone. Happy, happy Friday. We are going to speed through some good news article stories. And we also have only three holidays today, but I'm claiming it as also being um, Alarm Clock Awareness Day, Friday, April 8th. So it'll be fine. Uh, Brad, do we have a good news article today to choose from or are we we already have selected? Where are we at with that? Uh, we have a choice of good news stories today, Ray. It's an either or. So we can either hear lost in the woods, or I should say lost and found in the woods, or lip sync for your life. Oh my goodness. I can't wait to see in the comments what people are interested for that one. Lips, lip sync for your life or lost and or found. Or lost and found in the woods. So if, you, if you have a moment if in, in the comments, if you just want to type woods or life or woods or sing, it's something in the woods or something about singing. Yeah. I love it. Good morning. Good morning. I will say I I do like both. So Brian's commenting that he wants both. I'm in the same boat, but, but Brad, is there one that you're leaning towards more than other? It looks like lip sync is going to win. Yeah. Lip sync for your life. And this comes from goodnet.org. Ray, the headline is five surprising benefits of singing. What this might be one of those things that goes without saying as we started the show, but Singing is good for the mind, body, and soul, helping relieve stress by redu- by reducing cortisol. It's known as the stress hormone. Singing may improve lung function in a way that's similar to deep breathing exercises. Hey, how about sleep rate? Singing could help your sleep be quieter. If your sleep is interrupted by snoring, suggestion is to try singing. It may improve memory and certainly, I can confirm, does help improve your mood. Ray, five surprising benefits of singing and so if you are into lip syncing it you could be lip syncing for a healthier life i love that lip syncing for a healthier life sign me up i i think singing is wonderful i'm no good at it but you know singing in the shower the humming to yourself i mean at great karaoke night why not we've got a lot of comments saying that singing is the way to go Rachel says we're speaking her language. We're singing your language, Rachel. Uh, and I, I know really that. Know, uh, Brad, people say that they love the singing thing. What's their go-to lip sing or karaoke song? Because that is like a big debate. We want to hear from you. If somebody said, okay, friends, you got to lip sing for your life. What song you putting on to perform? 
I'm just going to ask in the comments, what's your go-to lip sync song? Um, I, I had a colleague, a teaching colleague, oh, about a decade ago, who would uh, put on uh, Ricky Martin every morning. And so um, Live in La Vida Loca was her go-to song. So she'd roll up in her car and especially in the nice weather, the windows are down, you hear Ricky Martin. And that was her, that was her go-to song. That was her pump up song to get her in the right mood, the right frame of mind to, to start her teaching day with her grade ones. I love it. I see uh, Paradise City. Okay, great. Uh, Jody is commenting, hold on for one more day, which I couldn't read without singing it in my head. So right. I know exactly what she's talking about there. And I can really, I feel like visualize uh, her singing that like very dramatically, lots of emotion. I really love this. Um, I know music is a huge part of so many, so many people's lives, but it's hard to pick just one song. Total eclipse of the heart. I and I'm I'm just thinking of Bonnie Tyler with the blonde hair and the and the backlit music video, and uh, it's incredible. And walking on sunshine, that's a good one. Yes, I did do I did do some karaoke with Jody. Jody, maybe that's why it was so easy to visualize you singing karaoke because it's a memory. That must be it. I love a good walking on sunshine. That's a mm -hmm. great one. That's like a you know pop with it. Brad, do you have a go-to karaoke song? I don't, but uh, I, I love singing along to all kinds of pop music. Uh, I'm a Swifty, so I'll sing along to, you know, Taylor Swift or, you know, hits from the 80s. Um, I, I, I love big hair rock and, you know, Brian said Paradise City. Uh, so I'm, I'm, good, I'm good to sing along with anything, but often you'll hear uh, 80s uh, pop and alt rock on my playlist. And uh, I, I, love those, I love those big pop tunes, anything from Glee. And uh, I, Jody was saying, hold on for one more day. So, yeah. I love all that. I think my go-to now, I'm going to try and remember this. I need to write this down maybe because people yep. ask you on occasion, right? Like, oh, what's your karaoke song? I never have an answer ever because I wouldn't be found singing karaoke if I had the choice. I think I'm going to stick with uh, Walking on Sunshine. I think that's I think that's a good go-to. I can remember it, you know, like Ray and Sunshine kind of go together. Right. Walking on Sunshine. Thank you, Brian, for helping me with that this morning. That's brilliant. I, I I used to think Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves was pretty cheesy and 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 really sort of felt overplayed. But now when I hear it, it's like just, it okay, Katrina and the Waves. It's a wave of nostalgia. But yeah, it it really does put me in a sunny frame of mind. I love the connection between Sunshine and Ray. That's really really cool. And uh, it reminds me that often if we're in a bit of a low mood, like just really. It's, Faking it till you make it, you know, like it, it can be, you know, that, that, that energizing song that kind of gives you an unexpected lift. And before you know it, you've got a little bit of smile on your face or you're anyway, you're out of your own head, you're out of your own thoughts and you're singing along with something It can be really, really helpful. Well, Brad, on the days when your alarm clock doesn't go off or it goes off too early or you haven't gotten enough sleep, yeah. my go-to is to throw on a really, really energetic tune walking on sunshine or anything in between, make sure you incorporate some music in your day to add some energy. Maybe it could also be listen to good music day. Let's just claim that one as well. Let's do that. Listen to your favorite music day or share your favorite music day. I love that. See, sharing music is even, it's really good. I will say typically we have a whole long list of holidays, There's only three right. holidays today. So if you want to create a holiday, create it for April 8th because there's not much going on officially on the official holiday list. But I will say it is, world empanada day so empanadas are are definitely a delicious uh food i think we should all go get a good empanada this morning it's also um all is ours day i don't know what that means but i think it's about like 
relaxing and embracing the beauty of everything is what it says here. So okay. a really interesting concept. And then also a good one. It's also World Zoo Lovers Day. So enjoying the zoo and all the amazing animals that don't need alarm clocks. They can sleep all day. Enjoy your favorite zoo day. Sounds like a really wild opportunity to get up close and personal with some animals. And one of our favorite zoos is uh, in the city of Brevard, town of Brevard in Florida. We're very impressed with that Brevard Zoo uh, when we had our Florida vacations and, and also really impressed with the commitment of the staff, recognizing that, you know, zoos themselves can be problematic in terms of how people perceive the care for the animals. Where should the animals be out uh, there? Anyway, their stewardship, environmental commitment, and uh, their commitment to even learning through setbacks uh, in terms of animal health and sharing out what they're learning is a really, really good thing to see. So just check out the Brevard Zoo if you're in Florida or check out their website. It's a, it's a, it's a good visit. Mm, so fun. I love a good zoo visit, especially when it's done wonderfully well like that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Brad, I think we need to get into our brainstorm bank and then we have our favorite little song that we need to play to preview and recap the week. I did actually play it on Monday's show. Did you hear that? I did not hear it, but I may have sensed it. I just may have sensed a, a, a tiny shift in the universe, Ray, but I'm glad that yes. they got a little bit of extra airplay. I needed it because you know it's my favorite song. So we'll be right yeah. back with, with uh, Brainstorm Bank, but then we'll get into our favorite segment. All right, friends, we are going to get into a very quick Brainstorm Bank as we run very behind. Um, but that's all right, because we've had some really good discussion. We so appreciate you in the comments interacting with our live show this morning as we stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. If you are listening to this after the fact on Teach Better Talk podcast, we appreciate you listening. And we mm -hmm. always love to hear from you. So feel free to take a screenshot or, or a photo of you listening. Push it up on social media. Make sure to tag Brad and I. We always love to continue to engage with you throughout the day and even through the weekend to celebrate that you tuned in for the show. Appreciate Brad, this, this week was all about lowering our capacity to, I'm sorry, lowering our stress to increase our capacity. So um, there's a lot discussed this week, but how do you lower your stress so you can increase your capacity? Ray, I, I frequently look outwards for opportunities to serve and connect. So uh, as I've been sharing with my staff members this week, service is really my engine. Service is what restores my energy. So you might think that's counterintuitive. You're, you're expending energy to serve and to dig in, to, to connect and to, but it, I actually find it really restorative. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very happy educator that way. I find that looking outwards to opportunities to serve lowers my stress. I, I'm also purposeful about uh, using some mindfulness techniques. Uh, I meditate, I use some uh, deep breathing exercises and I'm growing my capacity. I'm growing sort of my mental resilience to recognize it and to interrupt stressful thoughts and to shift back to the breath. Um, and uh, re remembering that, you know, from the beginning of our, from our first moments to our last moments, that it's that breath that's always with us. It, it It's always with us. So it's something we can always return to, but boy, connecting and, and leveraging those relationships, right? That's also so important to maintaining that energy and to lowering stress because stress puts a cap on our capacity and it, it really prevents everything we're capable of doing and sharing from, from being realized. And that goes for our students too, you know, as educators seeking opportunities to identify what stresses or what barriers or what worries or what uh, setbacks are in our environment, if we can reduce them or limit them, or if we can get rid of them upstream, 
before they affect students' capacity and, and students' capability, uh, then we can do that too. I love the concept of serving to increase your increase your capacity only because anytime you are serving, it typically means you're having that connection, maybe a conversation with others. I, I could tell you, I, I, I love the opportunity when I'm stressed to get in a really good laugh, right? It just, it like resets your body to try and focus on what's important. I love the concept of in a moment of stress, leaning into others, being able to spend time with others, maybe getting a good belly laugh in. That is a, that's a very, very fun way to, to, to lower our stress level. Lisa Bayless is the author of Self-Compassion for Educators, and she's an author and a, um, a thinker that I really admire and, and looking forward to staying more deeply connected with. And, you know, reminds us that as educators, the, the stresses and demands on our emotional life and the emotional load that we carry, uh, not just to deal with the challenges around us, but in order for us to remain calm, sometimes that means suppressing natural stresses and emotions. And, and Lisa calls that emotional load. So we always want to be aware of the emotional load that we're carrying as school leaders and individuals. We also want to be very aware and empathetic to the emotional load that people around us are carrying. And sometimes it just starts with just naming it. This, this is hard. This is hard. Or, ooh, this hurts. This is, this is really challenging. And if you can name it to yourself or name it with a colleague and you can problem solve through it together or just maybe not even focus on solving anything, just be companions for one another in difficult moments and acknowledge that community stress and expectation are, are very, very high at, at this time. I mean, really any time, but at, at this time especially. Uh, and just recognizing that the community will rally, the community will support each other as long as we're intentional. Mm, so important, so good. We had a lot of ideas shared during the week about how people try to lower their stress to increase capacity. This reminder that it can be done by putting good people in our lives and mm -hmm. this can be done by taking moments to focus on our breath, I think is very in line with the type of dialogue we had this week. Indeed. Uh, I mean, self-care is one thing, but we have to be really careful as, as uh, uh, school buildings or districts that we're not telling or directing educators to look after themselves. Um, nothing is more defeating than receiving an email with a bunch of wellness reminders. Well-intentioned they may be, but what we really need to do is to shift the conversation from self-care, that is, hey, look after yourself, remember, to community care. What are we doing as school leaders, as district leaders, or as individuals within a community that are creating conditions where faculty members and all staff members, all contributors to any learning community are able to and have permission to look after themselves and so that's a, that's a that's that's a conversation i'm really excited to dig into with uh, with our school staff shifting from look after yourself to what would it take to look after each other gosh what an interesting spin on something that has been so strongly emphasized over the last two years i cannot tell you how many educators have been in conversation with me and mentioned how much of a struggle it is that everyone's telling them to take care of themselves everyone's communicating different strategies to be able to do that but but the frustration that they don't feel like they have the time to be able to implement the numerous strategies that are presented to them i love this focus on community care more like over self-care because self-care is an independent act community care is is within you know family and community i think that is such a interesting perspective brad i love that reminder on this friday morning 
I want to give a shout out real quick, Ray, to our friends and colleagues at Happy Teacher Revolution. Uh, Happy Teacher Revolution uh, is an organization and it's, it's a mindset and it's a way of working that I want to uh, learn and embrace uh, that makes it possible for school leaders like myself or other colleagues to be intentional about community care. So if, if you are a school leader or if you're an individual educator looking for guidance and training on that shift, I encourage you to check out Happy Teacher Revolution. So fun. We've had them on the show before. Mm -hmm. We need to invite them on the show again. Can you believe it, Brad? We only have like two more daily drop-in slots open until we take our summer break coming up here in just a few months. We have incredible guests booked, but mm -hmm. we are almost fully booked until our summer break happens close to like June 3rd. I'm very, very excited for the guests we bring on, but Happy Revolution is a great, great team over there. Yeah, and I, I'm excited to dig into uh, to a, a huge slate of wonderful guests as we approach summer break. Ray, when we go on break, if people tune into Daily Drop-In, are they just going to see like a test pattern? You know, I'm hoping that when they tune in, they go back and rewatch all the other episodes. <laughs> because, friends, we've been live every single morning, Monday through Friday, since, since August 2nd, which was a Monday morning. Because we said we want to start August 1st. August 1st was a Sunday August 2nd, 2021 is when we officially launched this refresh of Daily Drop-In. And Brad, we have been live every single morning, Monday through Friday. And that includes, I was just brought, this This was just reminded to me earlier this week, that that included Christmas Eve Eve or Christmas Eve when we track Santa together. Yep. There's yep. been so many funny Funny days we were alive for your birthday, Brad, which was so wonderful. I mean, all these days, Monday through Friday, it's a lot of episodes. So this summer, as we take a break and maybe sleep in a little bit more, there's plenty of episodes to go back and watch. I'm not sure Brian's going to be able to sleep in with the roosters and chickens waking him up, but we do wish everybody, you know, health, wellness, well-being, and, and a very happy day. And, and anything that we at Teach Better can do to start your day in a positive frame of mind with some information, uh, with some inspiration, or, you know, just some fun and silliness. We, we're here for it all. Love it. Said so, so good. Don't worry, friends. We have a lot of time until that happens. Our last show won't be until the beginning of June. So you still can tune in with us every single morning, Monday through Friday. But Brad, I think we should get into our favorite segment because I love this song where we can recap the week and preview what's coming next week. You ready? All ready. Let's do it. All right, Brad, I know you never, ever, ever miss a show, but I think we should recap some of the week for people who may have missed an episode sometime this week and can kind of jump in uh, to continue to, to see what episodes they want to go back and listen to. I love the shenanigan moments episode idea. I think that's really mm -hmm. good. That's a good one, Brian. Yeah, on Monday this week, uh, Jeff Gargas was live with us. So obviously we were able to kick off the week with the one and only Jeff Gargas. And uh, that was a little bit of, sh of a shenanigan show from my memory because I remember clicking the incorrect commercials. I don't even remember why we did that, but I can tell you with, with that type of memory, I'm sure it was a little bit of a wacky show. <laughs> it was a wacky show. Some might say it was a sick episode, right? Oh, there you go. I love it. On Tuesday, we had Dr. Lillian Ardell with us. She was able to really give us some strategies for stress that focused on meditation 
and breathing. And one of my favorites was the concept of in a stressful moment, taking a sip of water. She had a very interesting approach with that, which I, I really did appreciate. So that was, that was a fun opportunity there. On mm -hmm. Wednesday, we had Adam Lester with us. Adam is a assistant principal one of the, for, the, for the first time in his building. He had so much to be able to share, not only from an ELA teacher perspective, but now as a building leader. And he was actually just down the street from where I live. Wow. Um, so he, he's an Illinois educator, which was kind of mm -hmm. fun. Really, really and then good. On Thursday, we had Mona join us, uh, who was right. also a wonderful educator that was able to share a lot of insight. She did show up on time, even though I showed up an hour early. And uh, she was wonderful to be able to learn from from yesterday as well. I'm sure Mona just thought it was because you were so excited to connect with her that you wanted to make sure that everything was done possible to make sure that you weren't late. Absolutely. Our week next week has a new theme, Brad, and I think it's going to be an interesting theme for our friends here for the Daily Drop-In Morning Show. Mm -hmm. It's all about leadership practices. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, wow. Uh, I can't wait to dig into that topic as a, as a school leader and, and also someone who's passionate about identifying and championing emerging leaders. Uh, leadership exists wherever there's an opportunity to show a way forward. And I, I say a way very intentionally because often we put so much pressure on ourselves as individuals to have the right way or the right solution. There's a spectrum of different approaches to any given situation, but if you are w willing to step in to the gap between the problem and a possible solution, that's leadership. And, and we're doing, educators do that every single day. We're, we're all leading from within each and every one of us. So looking forward to a great conversation next week. It's going to be a great dialogue. Obviously, on Monday morning, we will be joined by Jeff Gargas. He tries to join the show every Monday, so that will be a great way to kick off the week. On Tuesday, we have Caitlin Smith joining us, who might be a new face for some of you, but that will be a wonderful discussion there. On Wednesday, we have Jeff Gargas going live with Debbie. Debbie's a part of a lot of different areas within our Teach Better community um, mm -hmm. but is also an instructional coach. I'm sure we're able to dive into leadership. She participates very actively in our mastermind, our admin mastermind that we have. So right. that'll be a really interesting discussion there. And then on Thursday, we have, um, it looks like, I'm sorry, I'm looking here. It looks like we have PJ and Jamie Creek joining us. Oh, I just remembered who those are. I, I apologize. Yep. They are They are authors of, okay, can I show you the book they wrote? Absolutely. Okay, so I know this is silly, but I'm so excited. So I don't know them personally, but they sent me a copy of their book, which uh, is beautifully designed. It's uh, an infographic book, and oh. they are both educators that put together this incredible book that they shared with me all about U.S. presidents. I shared it earlier on my Instagram, um, kind of the beauty of this book and the incredible right. pictures mm -hmm. that they're able to design. But what a fun opportunity to interview somebody that that did such incredible work here and obviously is sharing their message worldwide. I think it's exciting when we can talk with authors who are also educators and they're talking about how they create for audiences in new ways. And, and so the, what they're creating is, is meant to reach kids or, or reach an audience in, in, in a way that hasn't been done before. I'm looking forward to digging into that. It's going to be so fun. And then Brad, I hope you're live with me next Friday. Wouldn't miss it. I'll be here. 
It's going to be great. Next Friday, I know it's Good Friday for many of you. You might be sleeping in just a little, but hopefully you can tune on, tune into Daily Drop-In next Friday, even mm-hmm. if it's just, you know, from the comfort of your of your couch with your warm cup of coffee, not getting ready for school. Uh, it's Good Friday for, I know, many people that are celebrating Easter. It's also the first day of Passover, which is very exciting. So yeah. lots of good things to celebrate next week. Looking forward to it already be so good. Brad, I know that we are going to say goodbye to our community here, but I do want to give a special shout out to those who participate in the comments. So fun to have you here. Not only consuming some of the information that we've been able to share, but choosing to be an active participant this morning. Such a wonderful blessing. Brad, any words of insight before we head into an incredible Friday together? As always, Ray, wishing you and all of our audience members, Teach Better Family, a wonderful day ahead. Take the opportunity over the weekend to rest, relax, reconnect with the people, places, and things that you love. Uh, That'll charge your battery up so that you can go out there on Monday and do more amazing things. Thanks, Ray. So important. Happy Friday, friends. Please let us know if you need anything, if our Teach Better family can do anything for you. And we will see you bright and early Monday morning. Have a great weekend. See you later.